Thank you for listening to the Sunday School Teaching Ministry of Pastor Luke Pollock at the Home Church of Lodi, California. You can get more information about our church and about starting a relationship with Jesus Christ at www.thehomechurch.net. Our prayer is that this message from God's Word will renew your heart and mind today. I'm very excited about being here this morning. And that song, thank you, Bruno, that was uh, perfect for this morning and what we're going to talk about. And I'm hoping that I can do um, some justice to this morning's um, talking. Uh, I, I, I titled it, um, I don't of, often do this, but I'm often convicted by other uh, better, much better teachers and preachers than I to have titles and outlines and things like that. And uh, this is Jesus, our wisdom for living, and the subtitle is Jesus is the principal thing. And I'm hoping that uh, we can carry on with the music that we were singing, How Great Is Our God, uh, in uh, what we talk about this morning in the scripture verses that we, uh, uh, that we share, and that uh, my hope and desire, and I've been praying for so many of you, many of you by name, the ones, and, and Pastor said it, the, uh, I think a week or so ago, the ones that I don't know my name, I, the people that sit right there and they sit, <laughs> ne- they sit next to Billy or they sit, ne- you know, sit next to somebody. And so I've been doing that too um, and praying for you that just God would give us a, um, an infectious, to borrow that word again, infectious love for the Lord Jesus Christ and that, that, uh, that as our hope, as our stay, as uh, our friend as the um, center of our lives, and, and I need to stop talking so I can get to what we're going to talk about. <laughs> um, one quick thing, and, and it bounces off of what we, I, I said earlier in just the praise report. Just, you know, cultivate those um, friends in the Lord that uh, you have, that you know. And even the ones that you don't know in church, you know that there are Christians that don't go to the home church. There are, and cultivate those also. People that love Christ and will challenge you. I, I was convicted along with just being blessed uh, with the people we were with yesterday. He was a, uh, a leader of an um, a, uh, uh, inner city mission and a uh, church camp uh, for inner city kids and just hearing his testimony and the things that he was talking about and his witnessing. Um, but just cultivate those over the years. I mean, Cindy's known... Diane for over 50 years, and they've just stayed. We've seen each other maybe three times in the last 20 years, and every time it's just like we just pick up where we left off, fellowshipping, giving our testimonies to one another, encouraging one another, sharing the word with one with one another, and just loving on one another. So I just that, that has been so precious to us in so many ways, and I encourage you to do that both within the church and your friends, especially within the church, but also those that you may know that are out of this fellowship but fellowshipping someone else. Build those up. We're going to go to the Word, but first we're going to pray. Lord, I pray that you would give me uh, what you want to say, that you would speak your Word to us, that, Lord, you would point us to your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, the God of gods and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, Jehovah, Yahweh, our uh, Savior, our Redeemer. So many things, Lord. And uh, time is uh, just too short this morning to go into it all, but to help us to hit the key verses, Lord, that will motivate us, that it will inspire us, that will encourage us, that will excite us to love you with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we ask it in Jesus' name. 
And we thank you, Lord, ahead of time. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to go to the beginning. We're going to talk at the beginning. Um, let me see how much time I have. Oh, I got a little extra time than I thought I would. Okay. I will try to use it wisely and not to um, put you to sleep. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's the beginning. That word beginning means the first in place, time, order, rank. It's also used to, uh, for first fruits. It's the chiefest, the first, the principal thing. And remember, we talked, I mean, the scriptures also say uh, in Proverbs 4, 7, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And we're going to be talking about that. But in the beginning, God created everything. And this same God who has all wisdom created what we know, what we see, what we feel, what we experience here in this physical earth, but also the spiritual realm too. John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. And then we go to verse 14, it says, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we know that word, that logos, is the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior, the King of kings, and the Lord of lords, the first and the last. We're going to get into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. John 1, uh, we're going to go to 1 John 1, 1. Still on the same thing, in the beginning. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands, and I'm, I'm reading for some of you who are thinking, man, what heretical book is that guy reading out of? This is the New King James. <coughs> Excuse me. Not the King James. This is the New King James Bible. It's a good Bible. Um, so if you're reading along, there may be a few different words, but it is still the Word of God. So I want to assure you of that. Some of you that are getting maybe a bit uncomfortable. And I'll be going back and forth between the King James and the New King James. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. John, the beloved uh, apostle, the, the same one who, who leaned on Jesus' breast. If I could encourage each of us to do the same. You know, it says of David, he was a man after God's own heart. He leaned on Jesus' breast, so to speak. But John physically leaned on his breast, heard his heart. And we need to do that. We need to lean on the breast of Jesus and hear his heart. What's his heart for us? What's his heart for our lives? What's his heart for our family? What's his heart for our church? What's his heart for our community and those around us? What the needs are? Hear his heart. And we can lean on the breast of Jesus and listen to him by reading his word and, and, and opening ourselves to the teachings of God's word and his commands. And John is trying to express that to us. He's, he, he, you, know, you, can, you can see it in John if we were to hear him speak. You know, look, this life was manifested. I saw it. I leaned upon his breast. I held him. I walked with him. I listened to him. And we can do the same. And I encourage you to do the same. If you, I'm going to say this. If you aren't reading the Bible every day, you are missing out. Amen. You are not 
uh, you are, it's hurting yourself because you're not walking with the Lord daily. Do that, please. I just encourage you, please, daily spend time in God's word. The life, I'm, I'm, the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that our joy might be made full. I, I, was, I, have, to, I have to admit, I, I was getting excited about this. And as we were singing that song, you know, how great is our God, how exciting that is. Um, to realize that we have the great God, the maker of everything, who was from the beginning and created it all. The, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself again. I've got to rein myself in. Um, Ephesians, and this is from the King James, so now you can go back to listening. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world, from the foundation, from the commencement of everything, Paul is telling us, hath been hid in God who created all things by Jesus Christ. Jesus said repeatedly in the book of Revelation, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the first and the last. Why would we go anywhere else? I mean, even those of you who have loving marriages and, and relationships with your spouses, they cannot and they should never take the place of a loving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Sorry, ladies, but that should be... And you, you will have a better marriage and, and a better relationship with those who are close to you when everything is based on, birthed out of, and founded upon the word of God and a love for the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't say that enough. I wish I could repeat that, but I don't think I'd get it right again. We, we, we must do that. We must do that for our spouses, if you're married. We must do that for our parents, for our friends, for our relationships, for our neighborhoods. Have a love for Christ. Spend time with him. Worship him. Um, uh, read his word. Again, lean against his breast and listen to his heartbeat. John 1.1, 1, 1, 1 John 1.1, 1, 1, Revelation 1.8, 21.6, where the, the word beginning is. That's the commencement. That's the chief. Again, in same, the same, though it's not the same word, same meaning as the word beginning in the Old Testament, that the Hebrew word. It's, it's the chief in order, in time, in place, in rank. Why would we want anything else but Christ when he's the chief of everything? He's the beginning. He's the corner. That's, and, and we have that cornerstone. He's the first estate. He's the magistrate, the power, the principality, the power, the rule. He's first in a series. Jesus said repeatedly in Ephesians, I mean in uh, Revelation, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. The Alpha is the beginning, the first, the primary. The Omega is the finality. It's the beginning and he's the end of everything. 
You know, we talk about, and it's, it's kind of a cute little phrase where you've got, you know, your birth year and then you're on your gravestone and then your death year and in between you've got that little dash and that's your life in between there. It, it must be. We have to fill that little dash with Christ. Amen. If it's not filled with Christ, it is a wasted dash. Please, let's do that. Let's do that. I, 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 I know I'm speaking to the choir, so to speak. I, 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 that's why I love the fellowship in here. And I was, I was, as I was praying for you guys, I love the fact that you guys love Christ and you love the Word. And this is, this is a church of the Word. But we can always go deeper. If you think you've arrived, and there's been times when I have arrogantly in my mind thought, oh man, that's kind of, I know that one, I know that one. And then you read it again. And then God slaps you upside the head a few times and you, and you realize um, and you find out how wrong you are and how many mistakes you've made and how many bad things you've done and you're, you're, you're sinful. I love reading the biographies, biographies of some of the great men of God. Um, I used to do that a lot more until I became an attorney, went to law school and then that ruined me for reading because I was reading these terrible law books that just were thick and boring. But... The biographies, some of the greatest men of God who you thought, these guys are, are it, they've arrived, they've got it. Then you read their biography and they talk about how, how depraved they are and how, how desperately they need Christ and how without him they can do nothing and, and they still struggle inwardly with sin and with, with, with doubts and fears and, and burdens. And I'm thinking, if that's them, if that's like a D.L. Moody or somebody doing that, then who am I? Then who am I? He's the first, he's the Alpha and the Omega. You know, he said of himself also, uh, or the Bible says of him, he's the author and finisher of our faith. He wants to author, author your faith, and if he has not, I'm going to step aside here. If he has not authored your faith, it is a false faith. Amen. He needs to be the author of your faith. And, and I know I've struggled with that, not that he was the author of it, but you know, kind of going through, well, is it, is, it, is it works? Is it doing these things? Is it becoming involved in something or something? No, it's got to be Christ as the author of faith. And he's also the finisher of it. When we are standing at the precipice of eternity and we are crossing that river, so to speak. We just read a, a little portion. I listened to audio of the end of the book, uh, Pilgrim's Progress, mm -hmm. where Christian crosses that river and he did not. He was like not the, the, the guy that went over and knees in the boat and kind of floated across. He struggled with that, that he was dying and going into eternity. But his faith was in Christ, founded on it. When you go over that precipice, it better be into the arms of Jesus. And you better know that before you go over the precipice. And I just, I just encourage you that if you don't, you make that sure. Please, in Christ. He's the beginning, he says. That's the origin. That's the commencement. That's the principal thing. That's the first. He's the end. That word is telos. Tell us what that means. I will. I'm sorry. I couldn't help that. I just, I just, sorry, honey. That means the point aimed at as, as the limit are you aiming for something in your life? Christ is the limit. It better be Christ as the limit. You want to get ahead and work? That's fine. Do it through Christ. 
Do it the way he asks you to. It's the conclusion of an act or state. It's the result. It's the finality. It's the uttermost. What, what, what you're looking for, what we're all looking for is Christ. And if we're still struggling with that, find Christ. You know, when people say, oh, I'm looking for the truth. I, 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 I want to know what the truth is. If you're honestly looking for the truth, it's going to be Christ. You're going to, it's going to lead you to Christ. And whatever it is, I, I, I know I'm, ta- I'm talking to Christians here, but if, if you're looking for truth, if you want to know how to you know, have a better marriage, let's put it that way, because you know, my wife, we've had a lot of problems in our marriage, and about 80% of them have been my fault. 85%. <laughs> 90%. Okay, 95%. 95%. Maybe 99%. I mean, my, and I mean that seriously. But it's always been back to Christ. What does he say? How he, how, you know, how he wants to motivate us. How he loves us. And, and I have seen, and, and my wife especially, as she has, has loved Christ more and given more of her life to Christ, and as God has convicted me to do that, we can overcome the bitternesses and the anger and the, and the, and the arguments and the pettiness of it all. I shouldn't have said pettiness because that just makes me feel convicted even more. <laughs> if you look in the, in the dictionary and see the word petty, there's a picture of me next to it. <laughs> first, he said he's the first and the last. He's the foremost in time, place, order. He's before, before it all. He said he was there at the beginning. From the very foundation of the world, before anything of this year, Jesus was there. He's the best. It's the chief, the first, the former. Meaning he was there first, you know. If we're the latter, he's the former. He's the first in rank. He's principal. He's first in order, first in time, first in place. He said this about himself. He repeatedly said it in the book of Revelation so that we would get it, because we don't always get it the first time. So he said it again, and he said it again. He's the last, he said. Last in time, the end. He's the farthest. He's the final. He's the end, the last, the latter, the end, the lowest, the uttermost. And isn't that comforting that when we get to our end, Jesus is already there. If we're earnestly seeking him and loving him and trusting in him, he is already there. When we are going to be on our deathbed, Christ will be there. And after we go beyond that deathbed, Christ will be there. Trust that. If you trust Christ, that is a reality that's more real than us sitting here in this room right now. But we need to, and I'm going to say something that's going to get hard on us. This was convicting to me. And you, I hope you get the relationship with this. Sometimes I'm still struggling with it. But it, John the Baptist said in John 3, verses 1 and 2, he was talking about, you know, he was talking about Christ. He was the forerunner of Christ. He was, he was in a way, the last of the, uh, of the Old Testament prophets because he was pointing to Christ. And then Christ arrived and he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was the words of John the Baptist. But about a chapter and a half over, we read in the book of John, in John 14, 17b, it says, these are Jesus' words, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. For the kingdom of heaven, excuse me, kingdom of heaven 
is at hand. When Christ came and preached to us, and we need to remember this when we're sharing the gospel with others, his message was repent. And we forget that sometimes. We think, well, you know, I'll, I'll do this thing, I'll, I'll go this place, I'll... I'll um, but God, Jesus wants us to repent from our ways, from our beliefs, from trusting in ourselves, from making our own decisions, and that repentance is turning to, not to a thing, not to a place, not to a outward, it's to a person, and that is to the Godhead, Jesus Christ as embodied. And so we repent by turning to Christ. Christ, I want, and so this, this, again, all of this points us back to the centrality of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we want to change our minds. I hope none of you is beyond the point where you can change your mind about your life, about what you're doing, about where you're going. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a major life change. Maybe, I don't know everybody in here, you know, maybe it's turning to Christ for the very first time. Or maybe it's with your marriage, you need to repent and turn to Christ for how best to have your marriage. Or you're, you're, you're a young person, you know, want to go, and you've got this great plan, you know, in your mind where you're going with your life. And you need to repent because it's not the plan that Christ has for you. It's that, that, it, that means to, that re, word repent, change one's mind, to amend with abhorrence of one's past sins. And that is very convicting. You know, I, I, I was talking to a good brother in, in the Lord, and he was telling about, you know, when he was younger, and, and especially younger in Christ, it was like I, I didn't have this, this life that was out there, you know, drinking or carousing or, you know, immoral or whatever like that. His life was not my, like mine when I was a younger man. Um, and, you know, and my thoughts were, well, praise the Lord for that. But ju just as much as I had a dark and depraved life, and he did too. And you know the reason for that? I mean, I mean, David says it in the Psalms. In sin did my mother conceive me. We need to get a hold and grasp of that fact that when you were conceived, that sin that was your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, back to Adam and Eve, was in you. And before you had done anything good or bad, you were a sinner. You parents, you know you're raising little sinners. <laughs> and you need, to, you need to share the gospel with them and love them and, and, and bless them and encourage them the same way that Christ does to us through the word. Let's go to... Uh, I've got I got time. We're going to go to Proverbs chapter 8. One of the things I was thinking about as we were doing this, when Christ created the world, when he was there at the beginning, and he's the embodiment of wisdom, and the world was created with wisdom and understanding. This crazy world that we see, and we see more and more of it, and through my job, let me tell you, both when I was a deputy DA and now an attorney for, it is crazier than you will know. What is going on now is just plain evil. Amen. But, but, 
that didn't scare you think god is just like oh man what a mess down there what am i going to do now he's saying what a mess down there but he knows what he's going to do he knew it from the foundation of the world he knew what he was going to do and that is christ and the gospel of christ the gospel is going to save people maybe we're not going to change what's going on maybe we're heading you know we're, we're we got global warming going and 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 there is global warming and it's coming read the book of revelation it's really going to get warm we were talking about that the other day in the car i think at first when i told the guy i said you know global warming yeah it's coming i, I believe in it and my friend, you know, kind of i thought he maybe was taken aback a little bit and i said read the book of revelation <laughs> you know it's really going to get hot and it's all going to burn up because christ is going to say this is it because remember he's the final he's the end of it all Proverbs chapter 8, verses 12 through 36. We'll have to go through those quickly. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. And in the King James, that's witty inventions. If you want to be an inventor, if you want to be a creator of new things and new ideas, get to know Christ and his wisdom. I think there are answers out there and new discoveries are, that, that are out there that we haven't even thought of that can and will be discovered if somebody gave their heart and mind to Christ to find that out through the scriptures, through the wisdom of Christ. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverse mouth I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. You can, this is Christ speaking. Counsel is mine, sound wisdom. I have understanding. I have strength. By me, by Jesus, kings reign and rulers decrease justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. Pray for our rulers. Pray for our leaders. Pray that they would have Christ's wisdom. I, I, I'd almost, maybe it'd be embarrassing for some of us, but I almost would ask, you know, how many have prayed this week, within the last couple of days, or this week, for President Biden or for Governor Gavin Newsom or for any of those? I mean, we should be praying regularly for them. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Not those that seek me occasionally, those that seek me when it's convenient, those that seek me, well, you know, this has been a rough week, but I'll try to make some time next week. No, those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold and my revenue than choice silver. I mean, to have a marriage or have a relationship with your wife that is, I'm, I keep going back to this because I know God has worked so much uh, graciously through our marriage. Like I said this morning, I'm so gratefully rescued us. Um, but you want to have that kind of a marriage, that's going to be far better than any money you can have, any um, uh, cars you can have, any uh, you know, material things you can have is through the wisdom of Christ, knowing how the, that, that married relationship should work. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of just, judgment, uh, justice. Excuse me. Again, this is from the New King James, so I apologize. Some of the words might be just a bit different. That I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. Not only is the spiritual wealth there, but I believe that God... If he wants to and so desires, he'll give us the physical wealth also. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way. And we're even getting more personal now. This is Christ. 
before his works was old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was an earth. And boy, read those verses there and then read 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, next time you're in your Bible. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. Remember, Jesus himself said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. While as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world, you know, our, our, our schools and, and places of higher education teach us that we just kind of came out of this primal goop and, and that didn't happen. And unfortunately, I've heard Christians who have tried to do what uh, some of the um, heathen and the Samaritans did uh, in the Old Testament. They tried to mix their faith with the world and say, yeah, well, that, that, that day, you know, first day and second day, that could be, you know, millions of years. I believe that God created it all, but it could have been over millions. And no, it was not. I'll tell you how crazy I am. I think that the earth is probably somewhere about 6,000 to a little over 6,000 years old. And if you trace, go through and trace the, um, the uh, creation, I mean, Adam and Eve, and then all their descendants, and figure out how long they, they lived and everything. And then from there, you know, the Bible talks about from here, there was this. You can actually kind of get a good timeline. Well, as, not, as, as yet he had not made the earth or the fields or the primal dust of the world. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he assigned the sea its limit so that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him as a master craftsman. And I was daily his delight. Rejoicing always before him. Rejoicing in his ha inhabited world. And my delight was with the sons of men. Christ loves people. And we should all learn to love people. He loves his inhabited world because that's where the people are. Those are the ones he wants to save. Those are the ones he wants to, to, to help and to encourage and to lead. Now, therefore, listen to me, my children. For blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my gates. There's that word again. Waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor of the Lord. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You want to have life? You want to have an abundant life? You want to have a good life? And, and, and if, if our life is not good, not abundant, not happy, I've been, I still go through many periods like that, it's because we've gotten away or drifted away from Christ or what his word says for that particular moment uh, in time or, or part of our, our life. But he who sins against me wrongs his own soul. All those who hate me love death. And I'm going to go quick. Just The word wisdom is skillful, wit, wisdom, wisely. It's also, you know, in the Old Testament, it talks about um, Hiram, and I can't remember the other guy's name. I had written it down. Um, but I can't find it because my notes are scattered. Um, where he had wisdom. And, and that means like he had wit and he was able to do witty inventions. 
and, and invent things when they were building the temple and how to cut the, how to cut the uh, stones and how to, how to uh, weave the, the, um, the tapestry and how to make the, the, um, the uh, pillars and the gold chains and everything. I'm telling you, if we can infuse that into our kids to, 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 to seek wisdom, to seek Christ, to seek their knowledge, we are going to raise some kids that will do some great things for God. Prudence, witty inventions, this is all found in Christ. God's word has the answer for all life's challenges. When God created the earth, he created it with wisdom. He created it all to work out. Man destroyed that through his sin. Well, he didn't destroy it. He, he ruined it for all of us. He, he, he brought about the, the groaning and the, and the, and the, uh, of, the, of even the creation because of his sin. Throughout Genesis, I think it's in verses 3, 6, 9, 11, 14, uh, I think it goes down to 21, and then maybe a, a more time. In just chapter 1 alone, it said, then God said. Then God said. Then God said. And we just read that Jesus said, repent. Jesus said. The Bible says. Then we need to read that and find out what it says. I mean, we can, if you're dealing with people with transgender issues, you know, they use that word because it's not really a real word, just made up by a, but, but the Bible says that God created them male and female. It says that in the Old Testament, in Genesis. Jesus repeats those same things. So we are assured that there are just male and female. And then we, we help those people by loving them to understand that God has a perfect design for you and created you as a man or a female because of the work he wants to do in and through you. And you try to bring them to that realization and that acceptance. We have things that, you know, we're overpopulated. Well, God said, how do we answer that? God said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The earth's not full. If you've flown anywhere from, say, Sacramento to across country to New York and you've looked out the window, the earth's not full, just the United States not full. The world has lots of room, and there are new discoveries to find. And you, I mean, you look at some countries like the Middle East and Israel itself, and how they've brought you know, flowers and bloom and, and, and plenty out of a wasteland. So we believe God's word there. Marriage, what God has joined together, let not man separate, Genesis 2 and 24, Matthew 19, and six, the government, who's really in charge? Romans 13.11, excuse me, 13.1. Abortion, the personhood of the unborn, begins its conception, Psalm 139, 13 through 16. Job 10, eight and nine. Ecclesiastes 11.5. Isaiah 44.2 and 44.24. Isaiah 49.1, Jeremiah 1.5. Luke 1.41 and 44. That's an easy question to answer. And why are they doing that? It's the same reason that way back in the Old Testament and the same reason that at the birth of Christ they want to kill off a godly seed and make life worth nothing. But the scriptures say that abortion is wrong and that God loves that unborn child that's in the womb and he has a plan for that life. I didn't mean to end on um, a downer part like that. I'm going I'm to finish 
But if we can, if nothing else that can challenge each of us, because it challenged me, is to learn to love Jesus. You know, if it's just a practical way to do it. You know, talk to him. Prayer. Sing songs to him. If you have to do it in the pillow, in the quiet of your room all by yourself so that you don't ruin the sleep of others or something. I remember a guy, a football player, saying once that he was, wanted to make sure that he spent time with his, his family. Not a Christian statement, but, but the, 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 the principle of it is, is good. And he said, and, he said um, and people would say, well, how do you have the time? How do you do that? And he says, well, I'll, I'll just have to get up earlier. I have to get up before my kids. I'll have to get up early. And, and th- that's what Jesus did. He said he got up a long while before dark. If you need, especially men, you're going to go to work. You're gonna, and we need to get up earlier. Spend time with the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we're thankful. We hope you enjoyed listening to the preaching and teaching from God's Word today. You can get more information about our church and about starting a relationship with Jesus Christ at www thehomechurch.net From all of us here at the Home Church in Lodi, California, thank you for joining us.